Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, my name is Bryce Watts. I'm Allison Anger. And this is our first ever episode of the NF Ladies podcast. This is a podcast where we speak exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but we want to highlight the amazing women who are their support systems behind the scenes. Get out the way, men. <laughs> idea last year to come up with a podcast or some way to get out some information to different women in the NFL, whether it's a player's wife, girlfriend, uh, coach, or any type of significant other in the league to kind of provide resources and ideas of what to do in this crazy lifestyle of moving all around the country kind of on a moment's notice Mm -hmm. and how do you pack up your life and what do you do with that information or a lot of times the lack of information so Bryce is helping me kind of rein in my ideas and helping me with all the tech stuff because that's not my thing. <laughs> so thanks, Bryce. Yeah, no problem. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Like, who are you? Okay. What qualifies you as an NF lady? What qualifies me? <laughs> I have some qualifications, let me tell you. So this is going to be my fourth year in the league. My boyfriend started with the Jets, and like Allison was talking to me earlier, this is something that you kind of are just thrown into without knowing what to do or how to do it. You're moving around constantly. I mean, if you don't move around, then you're one of the lucky ones if you stay on a team for more than three, four years. So I've had experiences moving around quite a bit, and there were no resources out there for me, like Allison was saying. So when she told me that she had this idea, to, she said, I want to make a podcast. I want to do something that... I can even listen to and refer back to and have other people's stories and just understand what other people did. Um, And that's just something that I thought was really cool because it's not something that I've seen that's out there. Yeah, so my idea came from last season. My husband and I were just married, and uh, he was released from a team. So kind of all of our plans that we had, what we had planned married life would look like, was kind of ripped out from underneath us. So we were left with, okay, well, we know we're going to a new team. We don't know when. We don't know where. Um, I am a former teacher, and I just quit my job. I was wanting to be a substitute teacher, but I didn't even feel like I could commit myself to that because I didn't know when I would have to up and leave. And being a teacher and building relationships with kids isn't just something that you want to, like, up and leave them in the middle of, you know a school year once you've built a relationship. So I was like, okay, well, what can I do in the meantime? And then that's where I just kind of got stuck. I was like, well, how do I fill my time? I can't really commit to anything because that's not who I am. I'm not going to commit and then be like, bye, I'm leaving, um, and just leave people stranded. So then we finally got on a team, and then I also got here, but we were on a one-year contract, and I was like, well, now what do I do? I'm in the same situation. I know I'm only here for a certain amount of time, and I don't want to commit to something um, so I was just, I was at a loss and I, I really wish that there was some resource or someone that I could talk to who had been in my shoes before, but I was a new lady in the league. So I didn't know other women to talk to about this. So I just think for me, even to be able to share my story, hopefully that will help someone. And then 
I want to be helped still too. Like I want to. <laughs> yeah, I need a lot of help. I, <laughs> I want to learn from other women in the league who have a lot more experience in this lifestyle than I do because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I might just be getting started. Yeah, absolutely. Everything, like she was saying earlier, Allison was saying earlier, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You could have to up and leave and leave behind the kids that you've been teaching. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, remember yesterday we did time stables? Oh, yeah, so today I'm actually leaving, so you can go talk to Mr. Johnson about that. It's just not realistic for everyone's lifestyle. If you're doing something on remote, then that's perfect, but that's still something that you have to figure out if it's right for you in the first place. So, yeah, just navigating this lifestyle is, is what... What provoked Allison to to want to make this podcast, and I thought it was something that would be actually really valuable, not just for ladies in the league, but also for people who go into a new city and don't know anybody or don't know who th- who they should look to for housing, what they should do, or you, who they should use as a resource. It's there's not really much out there. I think that's specifically, especially for women, we need we need a woman's voice out there. The men are done. Yeah, and I and the league really does take care of the men so much. And I count myself as like one of the lucky ones. All I had to deal with with the move and the transition was really myself. Like I didn't really have like a bunch of dogs or children that I had to worry about transporting and adjusting and what am I gonna do with them? Am I gonna have space for them to live? Like we didn't have all that extra responsibility. Like it was just us. So it was actually really easy in that sense. Um, but I know it's not that way for everyone. So if you have lots of kids and pets and you've got to fly on an airplane and your stuff's got to get there some other way and you're like, ah. Yeah, what do you do? Especially yeah. if your family doesn't help. Like, I'm stressed about my cat on a flight. Like, I'm going to go pick up my cat in a couple of weeks and that's stressing me out and that's a cat. It's <laughs> not a child. So people who have children, I applaud you. Yeah, in the we league. have a cat as well. And we we found a friend <laughs> who needed a place to live. And we we're like, okay, well, we're leaving. So you live in our house and take care of our cat. And we'll be back for it later. But, like, you can't do that with a child. Like, I like how you say it for things that just, like, aren't people. Like, kids and animals are its. It's a noun. All right. So we're going to get started. We're going to tell you guys about our own experiences. So you get to know your hosts a little bit better. And then every week we're going to have a new guest on they're going to explain their own personal experience in the league because it does range from person to person me and Allison are have completely different stories about how we got into the position that we're in right now and the things that have been plaguing us since then so let's get started (laughs) so Bryce you're an NF lady tell us who is your significant other and when did you guys meet Okay. My boyfriend right now, his name is Chad Hansen. This is our fourth year in the league, and I met him in college at Cal Berkeley, actually. So I met him in college, and this is his fourth year in the league. Like I said, we started out with the Jets, um, bounced around a little bit, and now we are on the Texans right now, which is why we're sitting here in this attic talking to you right now. So, yeah, started with the Jets, now on the Texans, year four. Let's go. When he was traveling uh, with different teams, did you travel with him? Yeah, so the first year he was actually drafted to the Jets, I was still in college. So I finished out my year of college, obviously didn't do, didn't drop out. So after I finished college at Cal Berkeley, go Bears, I moved to New Jersey, actually, to live with him and just start a life there and do something in New York City. I love the big city, so doing something, finding a job there. After I moved there, it Ended up that it didn't work out for us the second year with the Jets, and we moved around to quite a few states. Uh, it was 
one, two, three, three states in all. And after that, it was just like, I think I'm going to stay home. Like home is California for us. We're both from Southern California, which worked out perfectly. So I said, I'm just going to live with my parents right now. Like we don't have a home base. Half of our stuff was in New Jersey. Then we had bought a bunch of furniture, like not expecting to move because you never expect to just have to get up like that. So we planned, okay, we're going to stay here for a couple of years, like see what happens. It was not a couple of years. It was a couple months that I was there. I shipped all my stuff from Berkeley to there um, through FedEx. NFLPA helped me out with that one. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> a little discount right there. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of moving around the first year, and I was just like, I'm, I'm done with this. So that was his second year. Third year, I stayed at home with my parents still, and actually I just moved out here a month and a half ago to be a part of this whole thing right now, be a part of um, – the season since I can and it's COVID and nothing else is happening anyway and nobody will hire me in California <laughs> anyway. So I said, let's go to Houston. Yeah. Shoot. And you say you moved here, but just to preface this for people listening, we're here in Houston, Texas. Here in Houston, Texas. Yes. And you said that the NFLPA helped with shipping your stuff, which is great. And that is really awesome. The, the league does provide so many resources to help the players and their families with the transitions. But a lot of times you just don't know what the resources are. Like, yeah. it's great for you that you even knew that they would help you with shipping your stuff. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, we haven't gotten any help shipping cars. <laughs> well, I'm going to say if they didn't, like, directly help me. You get a discount through yeah. through FedEx. So I did it myself. But the cars, I know Chad's had his agent help him with shipping the cars so that I don't think the league yeah. would even help you with the that. The agents, that's but. right. We have spoken to agents about yeah. that. But we just ended up taking the leap and driving our cars here. To go from Florida to Texas, it wasn't bad to just pack up what we could in our car. It was just easier that way yeah. than, than flying and um, shipping our stuff. Because we didn't want to bring that much with us because we keep Tampa as a home base. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to move our entire lives. Um, but, yeah, we just packed our cars up and off we went. Yeah. With just what we needed to survive for a season. Yeah. And then figure it out from there. Yeah. What about you, Allison? How did you start out? Um, so my husband is Brian Anger, the punter of the Houston Texans. He started... You know, that's a hard question because where he started (laughs) and where I started are two different answers. Um, We met in Tampa. He was playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have technically been in the NFL for six years. The first four as a Buccaneers cheerleader and now the last two years as a player's wife. So my role started as the cheerleader, and then I was the player's girlfriend, but I never really played the role of the player's girlfriend because I had my own duties during football season and game day. So I feel like I just jumped right into, like, whoa, I'm married to someone in the NFL now. Like, my life is completely changed, which is what gave me the idea for the podcast. I did not have the welcome into the NFL, like the slow and steady of experiencing draft day and all the excitement of beginning this career like you did with Chad. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have the gradual entry. It was really like, boom, one day your life right. Um, so he's been in the league. This is his ninth season. So he also played for the Cal Bears um, and was drafted to the Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars and then to Tampa Bay and now here in Houston. Mm-hmm. 
And you were also a cheerleader. You said you were in it. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So you were a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Four seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How was your experience as a cheerleader in the NFL? I loved it. And I know most teams, it's completely forbidden for a cheerleader to ever date a player Taboo. or fraternize or be friends with or speak with. But um, we had a really professional organization where it wasn't forbidden. Uh, it was maintain a professional relationship with your coworkers, which is actually how we met at an event. We were networking together. Um, well, I guess other people were networking. We were really just like there to sign autographs and yeah. take pictures. <laughs> um, so that's how we met. We were signing autographs and taking pictures with fans. And I could tell that he was like kind of eh, shy. You know, he wasn't really into the spotlight. So I was just like trying to talk to him, make him feel more comfortable. Um, little did I know that he actually knew who I was at the time. He had la. seen me on the field, had his eye on me. Uh, but <laughs> He had his eye on me. Yeah, you. he had I'm proof. Watching. I didn't believe him, but there was text message proof from the night of the event. He was like, my favorite cheerleader, Allison, is here. And how did I find him? Yeah, it was through Instagram. IG. I found him. Well, that's how you do it now. Yeah. You slide into the DMs. You know, remember when it was like a dirty thing to slide into DMs and now it's like actually. Yeah, I did it and it worked out. So you are married. I am not. What did he do for the proposal? So I kind of knew that he was going to propose kind of soon-ish. Like we had we had talked about it. But I did not think he was going to do it when he did. Like I was definitely surprised. Um, it was a weeknight. I was teaching all day, and uh, I had two roommates at the time, two of my close friends, and one was moving away, and one was getting married, so we were all going to part ways and move to different places. Um, so we had planned a going away dinner, so we decided to go to this restaurant. Uh, it was a Wednesday, I believe, so I get off work, and I'm like, eh, I want to look cute for our dinner, so I hit up the mall, buy an outfit. Don't wear it. <laughs> I was really rushed. My hair was dirty that day. You know, it's Wednesday. Like, I needed to wash my hair. It's, okay, okay. So Three-day hair. The hair messed up the outfit idea, so I ended up just, like, getting dressed pretty quick. And actually, I looked really cute. My friends were looking out for me. You say actually, like, it's a surprise. I mean, like, I, I got ready really fast. They were probably, like, worried about me. They're like, well, this girl's, like, <laughs> running late, and she's getting engaged tonight. Uh, so they knew. It was yeah, all of course a, they yeah, did. It was a setup. It wasn't really a roommate dinner. I'm driving with my friend. The other one's meeting us there from work. I'm chatting the whole time. There had been like this article that had just come out about how NFL cheerleaders were unnecessary and were probably going to get taken out of the league. And I was upset about it. So I'm just blabbing about it the whole time. We get there, our friend's waiting for us. They're like, oh, let's go out on the dock by the boats and take a picture with the sunset. Also totally normal for a group of girls to go do this before dinner yeah. when they look cute. Um, they thought it was really suspicious because I guess it was like really windy at the time and the sun wasn't great, but I don't really pay attention to those things. I just go along with what these friends say. And I'm like, all right, great, let's take a picture. Let's get yeah. it over with. We look like crazy people. So we go out to do that, and I'm waiting for them to pick the angle, blah, blah, blah. And then I see <laughs> Brian walking towards me. Also, not totally abnormal to see him in, like, a bunch of boats. Like, that's his hobby. He loves boating. <laughs> Just so with boats. I'm thinking, as he's walking down the dock, like, 
is he here with his friends? Are they having a guy's dinner night? <laughs> Did I tell him I was coming here? Is he crashing my party? Did he know I was going to be here? I have like all these thoughts going through my head. I'm so confused. And then I saw a photographer like hiding behind another boat. So he didn't do a good job. Yeah, the photographer kind of gave it away. But then it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh. They felt proud of themselves. Yeah. Like that's what they took away yeah. from the proposal. Yeah, they well, really they were worried that they were like being very suspicious. But then the great part, so he proposed and then... Uh, my my family and some other close friends of his and mine were all there. Oh. And so we, we did dinner together as oh, a friends awesome. and family dinner. Okay, so we've established that I was a cheerleader. Great. But <laughs> <laughs> yada, yada. we get it. Uh, Bryce, what or did you play a sport in college? Wow, that's a very good question. I like how we form these questions as if we don't already know. Yeah, I played soccer at Cal um, for two years, and that's actually how I met Chad. The the athletes kind of just stuck together there. It was there was like four hundred of us, so it sounds like a huge community, but like everybody kind of knew each other. And he was that guy. He had like the Justin Bieber hair, actually. After it wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> and he, and I like to even tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, I, I was with him after he cut his hair. Oh, not during. Not during. God forbid. I would have gotten made fun of. Like, you're dating a 12-year-old. Um, no, but he, <laughs> him and I actually had math tutoring together, and we are both horrible at math. So, I like, he was the only one I, that didn't laugh at my jokes when we were in the tutoring. Oh, I was like, no. oh, his roommate was laughing, but he, I was like, this guy's not think I'm cool, like, doesn't think I'm funny. But, yeah, so we, <laughs> that's how we met, just hanging out in the same circles. And you're inevitably going to meet somebody who's on the football team or the water polo team or the lacrosse yeah. team. So, yeah, it was a nice little community to But have. does he think your jokes are funny now? I don't know. I... <laughs> Is he just like, used to it to tune you out? Well, he has dad jokes. I have this thing that I say now, like, if one person in the room laughs, I'll keep going. It's like, I hear one laugh, all right, I'm just going to keep keep yeah. laying it on. Okay, Allison, so being a cheerleader, you're all about team colors. You're all about representing the boys, right? Like, you don't Absolutely. just come in a dress. Absolutely. Uh, when I go to football games, or any sporting event for that matter, no. I'm sorry, but I'm not a big soccer fan, but if I were to go to a soccer game... I would be repping at least one of the team's okay. colors, for sure. Um, I, I'm all about festive celebrations. I love it. Um, so when I go to a football game, like I want to be wearing, if not a team logo, at least the right colors. Yeah. God forbid uh, you're that person who goes to a football game and wears a Dodgers jersey. Talking to you, Chad. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I bet, but the Dodgers are cool, too. Okay, you but You always can represent game. your hometown, but Ugh. you're right. Like, are you confused? Like, he was like, that's all I had, and, like, I told you where we were going, and you packed that. Like, that's not all you had. You had the choice, and the choice was that you wanted to wear a Dodgers jersey. You know, I'm just jealous because Brian's entire family is Dodgers fans. He actually has a friend who works for the Dodgers, ah. and I don't have any Dodgers gear. What's up with that? When I went to my first Dodgers game, I just had to wear a blue shirt. At least but you wore the colors. Exactly. You're appropriate. That's the point. I packed the blue shirt with the intentions to wear it to a Dodgers game. Yeah. You didn't because just pack it's a like dress. Win like, in Rome, oh, totally right? Yeah. But um, so when I became a wife of a player, no longer going to the games in a cheer uniform, yeah. I was like, hmm, what do I wear? 
especially now that we were at a new team. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any of this team's gear. Yeah. So I did go with the colors. And I wore, like, football shirts that I had with, like, quotes. Like, they say touchdown or, like, oh, my God, Becky, look at that punt. Um, oh, my gosh. You that's know, a like, horrible one. I'm sorry. Football that's... shirts. <laughs> I wore those. Uh but then I, I saw some different, you know, styles. Like, I'm a woman, so I look at fashion. Like, you've got players, significant others that wear team colors. They wear the logo. Or they're, like, just wearing straight black because it looks good on them. They look great. Yeah. It's like a fashion show at the football game. Or they're wearing something that represents their player's name or number. Which yeah. I'm also very into. Yeah, me too. But, you know, depending on if the player doesn't play that great, it's like, hmm, are people going to harass you? I don't think that, but I do know people think that way. Oh, I've, really? I've heard it said before. Like, they don't oh. want to wear a certain player's name or number just in case someone decides to, like, heckle them. Honestly, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, for people absolutely at these games, not. Especially a yeah. couple beers, Steve. Yeah, fans can be wild. Yeah. Like, when you hear somebody talk about a certain player, like, no, 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 I know that play that they're running, and what you're saying is not accurate. Like, <laughs> don't try and give me stats right here. Like, you just hear them on the side of your ear, like, yeah. them thinking that they know everything. Which, you know, after a couple beers, you do kind of know everything, <laughs> so I'm going to give it to them. Well, and there's just the whole aspect of the players are not really people to the fans. Yeah. They're just a tool in the sport, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, the sport is a hobby for the fans. So it's very easy to kind of dehumanize the players. Yeah. And their families, too, for that matter. Oh my God. Yeah, I've seen that happen too yeah. many times with a couple of friends. Thankfully, it's never happened with me, but I, I've never heard anybody being afraid to wear the number, like the, the name and the number specifically yeah. of their significant other. Like, I think that would just get me in a lot of fights. Yeah. I, when I went to the Raiders-Jets game his first year, I wore Jets stuff. And for everybody who knows what Oakland's like, the Oakland Stadium, I wasn't welcomed there, actually. I'm like, I'm five foot four and a woman, and you're screaming in my face. Like, there's no reason for an old guy to do that to me. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Me and my mom were wearing jet stuff, and even his family, I think his mom did, actually, because his mom, his mom doesn't care. His dad didn't even wear a Jets, jets logo, no nothing, because he's like, I don't want to get beat up here. Exactly. Like if someone beats me up, I hope somebody would jump in. I'm not the biggest person, so they'd you be can like, only stop. Hope. Yeah, stop beating that small child. <laughs> help me! <laughs> yeah, you can only hope, but who knows? Now that the Raiders are in uh, Vegas, this is going to be very interesting. Actually. Oh, yeah. I'm very interested. Oakland has an exciting season coming up. I mean, I guess it's not coming up. We've officially started. I feel like it hasn't started because we haven't been to a game yet. <laughs> it will start for us very soon. Yeah. I got you. Um, so speaking of what to wear to football games, do you watch football games outside of like the Texans or whatever team he is on at the time? Like, do you sit around on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays and enjoy the other games? I like how you speak like a politician. Like, you, every word has so much meaning to it. I you like, like that pause you pause and give it like a this. pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like zooming through things. I'm like, oh, da, 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 da. yeah. So I, I do. I love football. I love, I'm also, I am what I hate. Like, I'm that person who's like, oh, come on, he should have done this. Like, this is his stats. Like, what are you thinking? But I'm like, I, I know that's not 
real. Like, I know what I'm saying isn't always accurate, but it's just fun. Just fun sometimes. So, yeah, I love watching football. Everything that's happening this year has been so different. So it's exciting. And obviously, like, meeting different people on different teams, it's you're way more invested when you're like, oh, that's my friend, Brian. Like, you want to watch all those teams. So if you have friends on those teams, it just makes it even better. Um, Yeah, I, I do love watching it, though. Yeah, this year it has been much more exciting to watch because I just want to see, like, are there fans there? Oh, that's what you're looking for. What do the cutouts look like? (laughs) Is that fan noise real? (laughs) It's been interesting. You know what I actually heard is they take the fan noises from those specific stadiums, so it's past fan noise. Like, Mm. Philadelphia, they'll put in a lot more booze. See, that's interesting, because your player and my player work together, and what I heard was something completely different. Oh, no, I heard this on a different podcast. (laughs) Wait, what did Brian say? Um, that this, the sound is coming from the video game from Madden. So like, where did he hear that? I think that's the truth. I, I want to say a couple of players have said this. Okay. Um, so someone's lying. But I do know, I do know (laughs) that they did send one. Okay. I say, I know this. That's not true. I did hear (laughs) that. This is a fact. I did hear that the NFL sent out a soundtrack of fan noise to each team and they are allowed to play that soundtrack between certain sound decibels like you can only go so high yeah i heard that but that that soundtrack came from madden okay well also my understanding i think their first game here didn't they they didn't even pump in sound I think it was like a scrimmage they said just on tv yeah it was pumped in yeah and they had the option too but the texans decided no sound Which, for an indoor stadium, is probably very weird for those guys. Well, I'm going to say what I've said to all of my my female friends who are professional athletes. Men, you need to start finding motivation within yourself. We have never had fans. And (laughs) somehow we make it through. Don't say it's because you didn't hear someone screaming your name. I'm hoping we can go to a game. So if they have a game where it is just family, I guess we'll get to find out what that's like because it's not going to be very loud if you've just got a bunch of families sitting in the stands. So being in it right now, we we touched on this earlier, it seems like it is never going to end this crazy ride that can be so amazing, but also at times be very difficult for its own very specific reasons. Um, But have you thought about after the NFL? Like, you know, even in the good times when when you're like, all right, this is going to go on forever. It's not, obviously. Like, have you thought about that? Um, For sure. Uh, and, of course, that's an important question I asked when we started dating. He was already in the league. And I'm like, so do you have a plan for later? Um, I mean, that question alone can tell you a lot about a person's interest. Um, and I think that this opportunity to be in the league sets you up for a lot of different opportunities than you would have had if you'd just gone straight from college into the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I I may go back to teaching. Um, I'll have to see what ed- education world looks like at that point. Yeah. Uh, because right now I'm not, I'm not interested in working from home. So yeah, I may go back to teaching at some point. Uh, but if not, you know, in my time alone at home, being a stay-at-home wife, I've watched a lot of HGTV. So <laughs> you could do it. I I'm not opposed to the idea of flipping houses. That sounds really fun. Oh my god! I feel like that is gonna help me 
satisfy my business craving that I have, but also allow me to use my creative side that I have. So yeah. I might combine the two. You it's have so them great. on every time I walk in. It was yeah. the, tw- the twin brothers. Oh, yeah. The property bros. Oh, sorry. Property bros. <laughs> <laughs> so, Allison, you talked to me about you and Brian, actually. You started an organization in Tampa this past off-season, right? Um, yeah. Brian and one of his uh, close, or a couple of his close friends started an organization called Project Restoration Foundation. Um, it's a group of scuba divers supporting veterans and restoring life through nature's most valuable resource. So there's studies that show that by scuba diving and the water pressure and all the different sciences behind going underwater um, help heal parts of the brain that suffer from PTSD. And along with that, scuba divers um, who spearfish, which is what Brian's really into, they like to shoot lionfish, which are an invasive species in the ocean. So by that, they're restoring different life species in the ocean and also the life of the veterans as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Two birds, one stone. Two yeah, fish, so one the, lionfish. It's all very new, but the idea of it is to uh, so support the veterans of our country, uh, help them get the healing that they need, and enjoy the water. So for I know that you were talking about the resources that are available to them, and a lot of guys actually don't know the resources that are available to them. So I know that the NFLPA, they have a website with all of the resources that they do have available. I fully recommend to you women out there, if your man is like mine, go into the email, figure everything out, get the login information, because you're, you're not alone. I thought I was alone. I flew out to a game every month in New Jersey, and he didn't tell me that there was, a, like, a woman group like this, like I'm actually doing now. Like, I, I was just hanging out by myself. And, and I flew. Men. I flew, yeah. Dude, I'm flying from California to New Jersey, and I'm by myself. He didn't say, hey, you know, there's some ladies here you might want to hang out with. He yeah. was just like, and as, cool. And as great as they are, and we love them, and we're doing life with them. Oh, yeah, sorry. We, we do love them <laughs> if that's not But it is clear. hard for them to understand our point of view and the whole situation because they are going to work every day, and they're surrounded by teammates, and they have this whole community as soon as they get here. Yeah. And then the women don't get that right away. Yeah. I do want to say that the Houston Texans did a great job, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that most teams probably do this, um, but it's just my first experience. Uh, they emailed a packet of information for, like, where to get your hair done, where to find a babysitter. Yeah. Like, just whatever you would need. Really, any information was in a list, and they gave you the contact information, which I was like, that's great, because I really need my hair done. And I'm in a foreign city, and I don't know anyone. I don't know where to go. I'm, (laughs) like, starting from zero. Um, So that was helpful. Yeah. And from saying my hair done and and child care, those sound like very domestic things, which they are, especially if you're moving around a lot. Like, unfortunately... If you don't have a job, you are picking up a lot of that slack. Like, you're figuring out, like, how to hook up Wi-Fi in these new apartments. Like, cooking dinners when they don't have dinners at the stadium. So, just, like, very annoyingly domestic things that in 2020, I'm just like, ugh, and I've always been like that. But you kind of, like, have to 
you have to do it because you're part of a relationship. If if I was going to work every day, all day, I'd be like, fix some yeah. stuff around the house. Let's go a little bit that route. And since I, I know we had discussed earlier, but let, I want to say it again just so that people know. So there are things that you can do remotely. Like you wanted to work with children still and you wanted to help make kids' lives better. So you're doing, uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but you're doing a program virtually right now. Yeah, there's um, an organization here in Houston and you can volunteer in lots of different ways. They um, host different fundraising events all throughout the year, so they have volunteers just to work those events. Mm-hmm. Um, but me specifically, I'm volunteering as a court-appointed advocate to advocate for kids in foster care. Meeting with them via Zoom, checking in on them, making sure that all their needs are met during this crazy time Yeah. Um, because they're not going to schools all the time, so you just kind of need an extra person in their life to check up on them. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's another thing that is a, kind of a job in itself. Like we were talking about, it's not just having to do the boring stuff at home. Like you can still do stuff and help people. And there's a lot of charity events, especially when there's no pandemic, that the the women's organizations on different teams actually do take part in quite frequently. I know friends who have done the same thing or they've, they've done a lot of charity events. And that's just another great way that you can actually feel like you're doing something and being actually helpful and beneficial to other people while you're away from home base. I think it's really important to actually give a real testimony to what my own personal experience has been in the NFL because it's not all rosy. It's not all great. I mean, you you see, you know, through social media, everything looks great and fantastic. Like every other person's Instagram looks beautiful. You're not going to post a picture of you crying about <laughs> smashing your cat's, cat's paw in the door. That happened to me. Um, I broke down. He wouldn't look at me for like a couple minutes. And I was Traumatized. Like, he hates me. Um, but yeah, so the overall experience has been amazing. I get to travel around with my best friend and get all these opportunities that I never would have thought I would have. But it also is super hard because it's it's stressful, even though it doesn't like we were talking about things like domestic things like it shouldn't be stressful to have to cook dinner every night. It's just if if you're in a bad mood, then he's in a bad mood. And then if he's in a bad mood, you're really in a bad mood because you only see him for a couple hours a night. This pandemic has been different, so they've been home a lot more. But it's not all great. And I, I think that's really important to tell people who are just coming into the NFL, um, yourself included, which, I mean, you're, you're obviously new to this, but not new to being an adult, <laughs> a lot of people are just coming into this for the first time and they are 20 or 21 years old, especially if you get drafted. So there are resources out there for you. You can you can talk to your friends, but it's, it's difficult for them to completely understand what you're going through um, because it's just something that nobody tells you how to prepare for. Even the boys, the, guy, the men, even the men are told some stuff, but they, you, know, you don't know unless you do it or until you do it. I would say my experience so far has been like slow and steady. Okay. Like if we were a relationship, we're taking it slow. And after you're married, now it's slow. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, yeah, I've been in the league for a while, uh, but my my relationship as a NF lady, being a wife of a player, it, it's been slow and steady. Like, at first I was like, I don't know about this, because it just started so abruptly. Like I said, we didn't have, or I did not have 
the welcome in to the NFL that a lot of people have. I feel like a lot of players meet their significant others in college, and so they're there for that that ride of draft day and just the whole beginning. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that. I felt kind of thrown into it. Um, so at first I, so my, yeah, my first experience was kind of negative. I'm like, wow, I just got married and you're making me move somewhere. Yeah. Like I'm trying to start my life and everything that we had planned is not going to happen. Away from your family. Yeah. You're making me move in with you. What the heck? <laughs> um, so yeah, slow and steady. At first I was like, I don't know about this, but obviously totally on board and excited. Yeah. Um, and then I just feel like the more time. I spend in this position and the more people I meet the more the more fun it gets yeah really yeah I get to start, start to see the positive positive. and then of course it's like as soon as I got the hang of things we moved across the country we had a year under our belts and then there's a global pandemic yeah. so that just kind of threw a wrench in everything too but I honestly feel like our our 2019 prepared us for the 2020 with all the unknowns that we experienced oh. within the league to all the unknowns that COVID brought people, I really felt prepared for that. So I was super thankful. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like I said, it just became more fun with the more people that I met. So if I could give advice to a rookie wife or girlfriend, someone that's just getting started, I would say reach out to the other women that are involved on your team. Like, I felt super weird this year. During the pandemic, I sat at home, and when trades happened or our team started signing players, I was, like, Googling that player. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily Googling them. I was looking at them on Instagram. That was was specifically. And then seeing if they had a wife or girlfriend, and then I started following them, and then I got really excited to meet them in person, which still has yet to happen. (laughs) But I just think that, you know, I mean, don't be afraid to do that, to connect with people. I mean, I met my husband on Instagram, so I might as well meet these women that I'm going to be spending time with on Instagram too. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out because when I did, like the community was very welcoming and these other wives and girlfriends have advice to give on what to do when you're in those transitions. So just leaning on them is my best advice. But what about you? If you could give advice to a rookie wife or girlfriend, yeah. What would it be? I think that what you said, you know, people always say there's resources out there. There's resources. You're like, okay, well, where do I start? First, go through their email because there might be an email from the team. Okay, don't literally do that if like if that's taboo. But that's what I had to do. I had to go through Chad's email to see that there was a Lady Texans group that I could be a part of. I didn't know that this was a thing. So really you know really do your your stalking your online stalking your research because there are resources out there for you you don't and you mentioned the the website earlier the nflpa website i've never been to that i haven't used it in years i should probably go back because you do get a lot of benefits yeah from it i definitely think that's good advice that was my takeaway from today the NFLPA. Yeah, I actually need to go back on it since we. Yeah, said that's that. something that I hear him talk about all the time, but I didn't know that was something that I could have access to. I'm like finding these things. Out. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know we got this. I'm like, what? There's discounts. Like, <laughs> we could be saving money. Get coupons. But yeah, so so that's my advice. That would be my advice to to reach out to people. You are absolutely not the only one who's going through these very specific situations. You just have to reach out to the right people. Don't reach out to Sally and Becky, who you went to high school with. They, they won't understand. They won't know. <laughs> they, they won't understand. So just reach out to people that you find even on Instagram. Like, I, 
since I didn't have anybody to talk to about it, I love talking to people about it who want to know or people who just got in the league. Like it's, it's always good to have another person who knows exactly what you're going through. So they're not gonna, they're not gonna shun you or they shouldn't. I would hope not. Or judge you for struggling. Yeah. In a super blessed situation. (laughs) These players, wives and girlfriends, um, have, you know, their own life outside of the NFL. We want to be able to hear from other people around the league. What is your life like outside of the NFL? What is your job? How have you dealt with transitions? Um, How do you deal with your family and your children during these transitions? So I'm excited to kind of hear from different people and their experiences. Hopefully we can learn some stuff. I mean, I know I will definitely learn some stuff. All right, so that's the end of our first NF Ladies podcast. Next week, we're actually going to have a surprise guest for you. Every week, we'll be bringing on a new NF lady to just talk about her own experience in the league and talk about her own interests outside of just being a girlfriend or a wife of an NFL player. We are people, people. People, people, people. (laughs) All right, so there you have it. Thanks for listening with us, and we will talk to you soon. Our music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts. And I'm Allison Anger. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.